I, I, I maybe I did play at least a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative and your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valini is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUT's after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WXUT's after further review. Like this song? It's called I Can Dance. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Welcome to the phone lines, David, the man of God, Harris. David, what's up, man? Not much, not much. Just you guys have it good, kind of thinking about, oh, being able to play high school sports. Some states still, still have a long way to go. What about, what's going on in New York? Well, I, well, well New York. Uh, well, David, what I actually heard was that uh, Governor Cuomo said that contact sports can start February 1st. Is that right? Yeah, so that's winter sports. So hockey, basketball, wrestling, and competitive cheerleading. But kind of particularly, so I'm only kind of thinking about Syracuse and Section 3 since, since I'm here in Syracuse. And so kind of what's happening here is that basketball and hockey have to have at least six practices before a game and then wrestling 10 practices before a match. And so no sectionals, no state playoffs, and there's only going to be about two or three weeks for teams to cram in their seasons because it was supposed to start beginning of January and then end of February. So now there's really only going to be a month wow. of a winter sports season. So there's no there's no state playoffs for those winter sports? Nope, nope and no sectionals either. What sectionals? Explain that. So, so, so kind of how like division two, so kind of thinking about Toledo, Northwest Ohio, so still so there'll be no kind of track anything. So like no regional kinds of things. Oh. So, so just, what you mean is there's no there's no postseason tournament like sectional no di- sectional district, regional yeah. then st- states. Yeah. State. Yeah. So yeah. basically he said there was no that's why he said when you said no state tournament, I thought the sectionals was part of that, but then you said no sectional, I thought maybe that was a different thing or so basically, all the, the teams can do is play for a league title. That's it. Yeah. And even that's going to be kind of as much as you can play, and they're kind of figuring out scheduling now to see how many games you can cram into two or three weeks, knowing that you have such stringent requirements of needing to have or having the requirement of having minimum amount of practices. Wow. That's that's that. Kind of sucks. <laughs> I, I hate to say that, but that 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 really sucks. Like, you can't do anything. Yeah, yeah, and then there's still also the face mask rule as well. So, 
Yeah, it's it's going to be a crazy February. So thinking about of an unprecedented year, mm-hmm. like I know some of these kids will be killed to have you know ten games, twelve games, fourteen games. Kind of even thinking about basketball. Yeah, but, I mean we've played five games here at St. Ursula. Other teams have only played about eight or so. But I I I, I thought other states were kind of like Ohio. I know Michigan kind of screwed the pooch a little bit with what they were doing, but I kind of thought most states were kind of like a mix of Ohio and Michigan where at least the teams were going to have a state tournament at least get 10 games in, but I guess in New York it's a little bit more strict. But I can understand, though, too, because the metropolitan areas of, of New York City. Yeah. I want to thank uh, Tyler Krupp joining us on Facebook Live. Mm-hmm. He's been to some of his girlfriend's oh, yeah. games, yeah. yeah. How's he been doing in practice? Has he been he's doing been, good? Uh, oh, I've, I've been very pleased with how he's gone in practice. Really? Has he been dancing to the tunes you've been uh, pumping out to <laughs> as well? I know he's enjoyed what I've played. Oh, okay. Was well, he like, this is better than last year. At least we got a he, DJ. Uh, yeah, I don't think he said anything about that, but I know he had, I know he's enjoyed the music I've played. <laughs> so hopefully uh, Tyler comments and tells us the truth about what's going on while you're DJing, if you've got some good tastes. <laughs> well, I mean, let's see. The other day I played... Well, I was mostly going like '90s hip hop and R and B. This is way day. before those kids were born, though. Well, come, well, some, well, some of them still got a taste for it. Oh, okay. Well, so ever... I mean, at least, the, at least they have good taste. Right, so I get, I'll get, I gotta give it to them. Well, you gotta put this in your rotation. <laughs> now that's some good taste right there. That's that CBS college football this sports. See, see, this is. Uh, this is more for David's winners and losers, which we'll get into. Right, exactly. Hi, Tyler. He's saying hi to both of us. Hey, Tyler. But ask Tyler if he wants to listen to something like this during warm-up. <laughs> what do you Tyler, come on. Tell us. Should I start playing the uh, SEC football on CBS <laughs> as you overlook Bryant-Teddy Stadium on the third Saturday of October? As those like, Tennessee Volunteers play the Alabama Crimson Tide. Well, you're trying to be like Vern Longquist, aren't you? <laughs> hey. Hey, don't disrespect Uncle Vern. Hey, hey, you you were just a little off. You're not quite Vern. I know, I know. You're come Frank. <laughs> I know, come, but, come but I will give you credit. You didn't Frank it up, though. You did do, you did, the line was perfect, but you're just not <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's, he also I did know. NBA work, too, on TBS and TNT at times. Yeah, and he's, he's done college basketball. He even, did the, he even did, the, did the Masters as well. Yes, he did do the Masters. And was also in uh, Happy Gilmore. Yes, he was. Wasn't Happy Gilmore. That <laughs> yeah. is right. A, a, a movie that came out during the '90s before Tyler was even thought of. <laughs> so, David, go ahead. Winners and losers. What you got for us? It's been a couple of weeks. What you got? Right, please so yeah, don't tell gonna... me that the Chicago Bears, Mitch Trubisky, is a winner or anything. No, no, no surprises, David. Because this is, <laughs> is this is championship divi- uh, conference championship weekend. So I know you'll have that in there. But go ahead. Let's go. Yeah. So real, real quick, what kind of quick hitters? Are- Quick glances at the Wildcard winner. Winners and losers. Steelers, obviously a loser, losing to the Browns. I mean, we shot ourselves in the foot 19 bajillion times. I honestly thought I was seeing, I was having kind of flashbacks of kind of the Rockets days back in the day where we just kept turning the ball over here and there. Browns capitalized. They won. So you got to give them credit. I'm surprised we haven't heard, if we did hear you say the Steelers pooped multiple hammers. No, it's it was, it was bad. I mean, they tried to rally in the second half, but you can only do so much late-game situations. Similar 
Tennessee Titans, when you don't run the ball with Derrick Henry, who was a rushing champion, you deserve to lose. Um, winner from that weekend, Nickelodeon. I actually watched a little bit of their Nickelodeon no broadcast. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I, mean, I saw some snippets of it. I thought it was I entertaining. Thought it was, I thought it was stupid because, once again, you're talking about a segment on Nickelodeon of sliming somebody, and they got it off of You Can't Do That on Television, which was in the mid-'80s. There's no kid that remembers You Can't Do That on Television except probably me. Not you guys, me, and I, and you already know where my age group is. So to me, I thought it was it was good. Nate Burleson did pretty good, but some of the, the stuff also Iron Eagle Son, yeah, Iron Eagle Son, yeah. They, I thought the broadcast was pretty good, but some of the effects that they were putting in there, your generation <laughs> and younger does not even know what what the what, what kind of the graphics and stuff they were doing. It just didn't make sense to me. What, the Go whole ahead. thing with the slime cannons when they score a touchdown right. or putting Spongebob in between the goal Okay, posts. yeah, Spongebob, I can get that one. But the slime thing was from an old TV show. You can't do that on television. And the only way you would even remember that is if you were watching Nickelodeon between 1981 and 88, which is when you guys were born. So there's no way you would remember the slime thing. Keep going. Oh, yeah. Spongebob, yeah. yes. Yeah, it, yeah and I, I just think kind of the way that Nickelodeon, they're trying to gear and kind of gravitate toward a younger fan base kind of using some of the references and kind of like Frank said, I thought the broadcast was good. I mean, it was yeah. better than some of the other broadcasts that I was True. looking to. I mean, that's just so. like uh, using terms from the old sports show Guts. No kid nowadays is going to know what Guts is. I mean, you guys probably know what Guts is by watching old episodes. I actually watched Guts when it was live. You guys were still in diapers. You know, stuff like that or Double Dare. It's like, come on. But other than that, I, I thought the I thought the broadcast was pretty excellent. A little over the top, but, I mean, let's face it. If, like anyone knows, if you love football, you're going to get into it. You don't need all the gimmicks to get people involved into it. Keep going. Yeah, and so now switching to the divisional round with the winners. First, Chad Henney, because, dear God, he took his chance and he thought he was Patrick Mahomes. And obviously... I didn't even know Chad Henney was in the league. <laughs> I did. Neither did I. That is Chad Zuber. I mean, I had a flashback of, of the main event uh, days when Chad Zuber loved Chad Henney. Because he was from Michigan, remember that? I mean, you got, were you got? David was here. Were you here, Frank? Yeah. No, I wasn't. Yeah, Chad Henney. He loved uh, Chad Henney. I, who was Chad Henney playing for back then in the NFL? And we said he, he was sucked. with the. He originally he was. was he was drafted by the Dolphins, yeah. and yeah, then he kind of bounced around. The, the last I had known, he was with the with uh, David's pet team, but Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was out yeah. the league. Keep going, David. Yeah, so kind of he had kind of a collection of fans. Again, I was like, oh, Chad Henry's still in the league, still collecting the checks. But mm-hmm. kind of Andy Reid having the cojones to make that decision, that's really the difference between them and the Browns. Or the Buffalo Bills continue to circle the wagon. Mm-hmm. I mean, magical run. Circle the, circle the wagons and Bill Mafia still jumping on card tables. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, they were actually selling tables at a Dick's Sporting Goods in the Buffalo area. Mm, okay, keep going, Dan. Can't fault them for it. I can't either. And uh, from the NFC, of course, Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. They they did it with defense, and that was that was my biggest question, kind of coming into the playoffs. We know all about the kind of the revamp and how the offense was kind of clicking together, but for certain chunks of the season, the Tampa Bay defense is what kept them in games and. Just kind of see them really 
take it to Drew Brees, and I guess this will be his farewell. I, but yeah, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay looks good, and they're a legitimate threat to Aaron Rodgers. But couple of, a couple of things I would like to say. That game showed me what happens when you keep hanging on for dear life to a quarterback who doesn't have it anymore. And look, I'm someone who is <laughs> wow, really who, I him am under the bus. I'm, I'm not and look, I'm, and don't call me a hater of Drew Brees cuz I love Brees. I've I read his autobiography. I once did a did a presentation on him. He's someone who I've thought very highly of not just as a player but as a person as well. But at some point you just got to admit or the Saints had to say Drew, we appreciate all you've done for the city, bringing the Lombardi here, but we've got to do what's best for us. And of course, it was that was painful to watch him play that poorly. Yeah, eleven broken ribs. I think his wife came out and said he had something wrong with his toe. Yeah, he, like he, he's, he's, he's bad. Yeah, I he's mean, had a great career. Considering that they thought his career was over over 15 years ago when he had that shoulder injury yeah, in San exactly. Diego. I mean, he's had a heck of a career, but he has. Sometimes he's gonna and he's gonna he's down. gonna be enshrined in Canton as well, he rightfully duh. should. Duh, that's no question. But at what point do you say? At what point do you just say? You know, it's time to move on. And quite frankly, the Saints are really gonna be in some trouble. Oh, with their cap situation, because they're already paying a gajillion dollars to Michael Thomas and to Alvin Kamara. Now, since Breeze is gone, what are you going to do? Turn the franchise over to Crab Legs? Are you still hating on that, man? You're still talking about something that happened like eight years ago. (laughs) That's a fun bit. Because Taysom Hill's obviously not the answer. Blow a little dust off that bit. (sighs) Or do you possibly consider trading for Matt Stafford? I mean, look. Possibility. I, I mean, if I'm if I'm Mickey Loomis, I'm getting the, I'm calling Brad Holmes up right now and saying, "What do we got to give you for Stafford?" Heard because you need to, you got to have a quarterback in there. I mean, look. I mean, look. You know what I say about Jameis Winston, but you know he's a good backup to have, but he's not someone who's going to be in he a starter for 16, 17 weeks, and also. With regards to Tampa, before everyone starts hearts talking about how they're a threat, I do believe there is someone on this show who said before the NFL season started that one Thomas Edward Patrick Brady could not win without Bill Belichick. Who was that? David... I remember you saying this at the beginning of the season. Why couldn't you go on SoundCloud and got that segment and brought it up so we could have put it on? It would have been sweeter to hear it come out of David's mouth. David, did you say that, though? Yeah, I mean, was mm, I? Mm, mm, David, you didn't I mean, believe. You did not believe. Yeah, I also said the Browns wouldn't be in the playoffs. 2020 is a crazy year. Well, you said that they'd be at least 8-8, eight eight, though. Which I, yeah. I agreed with you on that one. I mean, the Browns pretty much over. They they see they 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 did they went beyond and over. And by the way, uh, Stefanski I believe did get Coach of the Year, didn't he? Um, yep. Eleven and five in the toughest division in NFL. I mean, come on, the AFC North is a barn burner. And if Joe Burrow and Cincinnati can get their act together, <laughs> that's going to be a competitive competitive 
uh, uh, division or, or conference division, basically. And I, you're right. But I think the Belichick-Brady thing, that that was a little bold, what you said. I'm just saying that. Though. But keep going, David. No, and I mean, kind of thinking back, also, also to the Buccaneers and the Saints would be the two best teams in the division. True. And they would both kind of which they were, player. which they were. Yeah, you did say that. So. You did, you did. But saying that he he didn't need the chosen one and uh, uh, Billy B and Bill Belichick doesn't even make the playoffs. Well, let, let, let's just albeit he had uh, garbage as his quarterback. Yeah, he did. But let's get, let's get this for David. <laughs> blow off the bit. Blow that off. I mean, that was that was what happened, David. Here we go. But then again, though, this did prove, and this is probably a sports lesson, and if Tyler's still listening, that basically you need talent to win ball games. And then at the end of the day, no matter how great of a coach you are, you need the talent to execute the plays. I mean, Bill Belichick's not out there playing. So I, I do think, though, that the coach kind of makes the player. I mean, the player makes the coach, but what does the coach do to get the most out of the player? So I guess there's kind of somewhat of a, of a balance out of that. I think... Yeah. You know, think about it. If Brady doesn't go to the Patriots, does he have the career that he has? I think, you know, Brady was behind Drew Bledsoe. He got lucky. Bledsoe got injured. He went in there and he took over. And in the early years, he was a game manager. But I think Belichick pretty much elevated his game along with Brady working hard, being a hard worker and trying to prove people wrong. That's where he got to. But I think, really, they both went together hand in hand. But at the end of the day, the player's going to have a little bit of the edge because, for one, they out there control the controllables, for one. Exactly. And, and, two, you need the talent to win. So and Brady's a talented player. But I do think New England was the right situation for him to have the illustrious career that he had. If he wouldn't have went to any other dumpster fire, Brady probably would never have seen the field or would have got out there. And I don't think he would have had it. He probably would have been in the league three or four years, been an average quarterback. But I think with Belichick and his genius was able to put Brady in the right situations to succeed, and then Brady took advantage of that. So I can, that's what I think. They yeah. both worked hand in hand. Yeah, and, and also before people will say that, oh, Brady's got a good path to win his seventh, here's where I'm going to ask everyone to power down. Um, and I'm someone who loves Tom Brady. But I'd be lying if I didn't say that he that he isn't being looking. I'd be lying if I said if I didn't say that. Sorry, I would be I'd be completely dishonest if I said that he wasn't being insulated by star power on offense. Who Brady? Yeah, I mean look who I mean look who he's got around him. Mike Evans. Well, who do you have around him in New England, though? Yeah, exactly. Who? Do, yeah, he had Ju- Julian Edelman, Chris Hogan. Yeah, undersized slot receivers. Now he's got some real receivers. Yeah, exactly. And Edelman and, and Amadola weren't bad players, but I mean, let's face it, they, their their odds of being in the NFL were pretty slim. Whereas Mike Evans, let's let's face it, he's a he's a true NFL player through and through. Yeah, he's got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown is out. Yes, AB Gronk. Even though, look, I'll be honest, I thought Gronk was baked. I mean, he's still somewhat productive, 
But he's not he's not the Gronk of old. No, he's not. And even you throw Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in there, there as well. I th- I mean I think a lot of Brady's production has been helped the fact that he actually has legitimate talent around him. I mean, is that gonna is that gonna translate to him winning a seventh Super Bowl? I mean, honestly, I don't think so. Right. Because I mean, I'll. I mean, when we, if we if we want to get into, we'll just we'll let David continue. But oh, we'll get into previewing these championship games names in a second. Right, so, David. Yeah, just kind of, kind of, kind of put a tail in on the Tampa Bay New Orleans Saints game. It's not like Tom Brady played like lights out, eighteen thirty-three for a buck ninety-nine, and you know his leading receiver, two top two leading receivers were Cameron Brady and Leonard Fournette. So it's not as though. Like he was tearing the roof off. It's just Drew Brees played god awful. And yeah, and I, and I tried to say, and I tried to say this to other people. And they're like, and it was basically, well, Tom Brady was second in the NFL in passing yards, and he still won the game. He had the three touchdowns that Tampa scored were a result of being on a short field after Drew Brees threw god-awful interceptions. So, yeah. stick that in your pipes and smoke it. Well, here's the thing, though, too. You're playing against talented teams. If you're expecting video game numbers at this point in the playoffs, you ain't getting it. As we all know, we're starting to get even in a dome, but mostly outside in this type of weather, it's ground and pound. And let's face it, David. If you're thinking that Tom Brady's going to go out there I and mean, slinging the ball like he did in September, oh, you're sadly mistaken. That's just not going to happen because number one, the teams are better. You're playing against better defenses, and obviously, you're playing against some elite coaches that have great schemes, and they're going to take away a lot of your things. So you got to improvise. So, granted, the numbers don't aren't popping out to you, but as once again, he's a multifaceted quarterback that does what he needs to do to get the job done to get the dub. Period. Keep going. Switching over to the losers, we talked about Drew Brees, just kind of, yeah. but that's the way that he goes out. That's, I know that's probably not how he wants to go out. Well, no athlete but, does. Who, who, what athlete, yeah. David, has the storybook ending, like almost like a Jordan where you hit a last-second shot and you can go out being a champion. Now, he came back with the Wizards and never made the playoffs those two years. Or Did Peyton Manning go out as a champion, as a Super Bowl champion? Yes, he and did. So yeah. did. And so yeah, did John Denver. Elway. But other guys... They don't go out that way. Some guys go out like Isaiah Thomas torn Achilles tendon at 32, and he went out. I mean, you know, players, the storybook endings are very small and rare. So, I mean, if he went out like that, he went out like that. That's a sign that he needs to go in the booth, which he knows he'll make a lucrative amount of money like Tony Romo. Tony Romo's career didn't end that way either. You know, he didn't end, you know, he ended with a back problem, and Dak Prescott took his job. So that that's just what it is. It, it sucks, but, you know. Father time is undefeated, never lost, as your boy LeVar Ball says. So um, this is what happened to, to basically uh, Breeze. It sucks. I wish he could have did a little bit better, went out better, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, another person that really had a bad day at the office, Justin Tucker, missing two field goals under 50 yards in the same game for the first time in his career. I mean... Like I've said on the show many a times, when Justin Tucker comes onto the field, whether it's a chip shot field goal or kicking it from 55, it's like, well, he's automatic. And it just didn't click for him in that game against Buffalo. I mean, that 
He's one of the league's best kickers. He's one of the most efficient kickers of all time, and he just had a bad game. And, yeah, it was just crazy. So he definitely had a bad day at the office. And, I mean, the last one, you could look at the Rams. Did you really think that you would slow down Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely not. No. But I it, mean... It, <laughs> Frank, the wait, what are you? really oh, didn't yeah, look as close as how that that game was not anywhere close than the scoreline said. Frank, did you really Chris think Aaron Rodgers was going to get slowed down? Don't tell not stories. really. Yeah, don't tell no stories on. I, I didn't because look, for one, I knew that Aaron Donald wasn't a hundred percent. I mean, look, had he had he been a hundred percent, would he have been somewhat of a problem? Oh yeah, but I think it would have. But I still think the Packers would have won. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also, oh Jalen, and also uh, seemingly did get too much of the war between Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. That was because I re- I do remember her. Wa- well, I was watching it a little bit uh, Saturday when I was visiting with some family members from California, and I just happened to see them run a play where they bring. Adams in motion, and 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 near the goal line, and then as soon as they snap the ball, Rogers throws to him, and Jalen Ramsey is just jumping up and down, all mad, like, 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 I'm not, I, like, dude, they tried to get, they tried to get him open, and you were trying to go over there and chase, they fought a way to beat you, so, and there really wasn't much you could have done, there's no sense that be acting like old man yelling at the cloud, or a five-year-old at Toys R Us when Bob says you can't have a certain toy, I digress. Keep going, David. Yeah, yeah it, it, was, it was just bad, I mean, kind of, like, and also Jalen Ramsey definitely got exposed. I would say because Devontae Adams came in there talking to trash and he backed it up. I won those matchups. And then the last one, I mean, the, the Browns, they just couldn't hang on. And what what kills me about that game is kind of listening to the comment, commentary booth and listening to Tony Romo talk about how, you know, oh, Baker Mayfield's playing a great game. It's like, bam. Like, are you watching this? Like, everyone's obviously in. Social media went in an uproar with kind of the helmet-to-helmet hit, the fumble out of the back of the end zone. That caused like 45 different controversies and rule changes and how that's a dirty hit. Um, But for the longest time, well, really until the second half when they realized it's something that we've said on this show all season. This team is predicated on the run game. Mm -hmm. It's how... Kareem Hunt goes, how Nick Chubb goes. Right. Baker, May- May- Baker Mayfield with his arm is the supplement to your running game. And a lot of people were saying at the half, where is the running game? Why aren't they running the ball? And it seems, I don't know if that finally got to Kevin Stefanski. And it's like, oh, yeah, we do have two good running backs. Totally. And that kind of really opened up. But I still have questions about Baker Mayfield. Like what? Like, like, in situations like that where even in the first half, we'll, we'll use that as a prime example. Like, when your team is basically saying and your cooking staff is telling you, okay, we want you to beat us. He wasn't slinging the ball like 
that all that well. And some of that was him trying to scramble. Some of that was him trying to make kind of decisions, improvise. But he took a lot of bad stats. He, he, some of his awareness sometimes kind of stands out to me. And it's like, okay, you're trying to make the plays, but then you take a sack instead of throwing the ball away. Or some of the throws, particularly to the sidelines, you're either throwing it too short or you're kind of missing some of the reach. Even with the interception with the hunt or with Tyron Matthew, like if you should have seen that Tyron Matthew is kind of bearing down. Now, obviously, you could have thrown that away. You could have tried to scramble, but just just some of those kind of inner mechanical kind of things as you're watching it, replaying film, just some of the, those intangibles and awareness still has room to grow. Right, but. But I know a lot of people, and I've seen it on social media, people are like, oh, well, you know, he played well without having X, Y, and Z. And Like, we're in the playoffs. All the excuses of, oh, I didn't have this guy, I didn't have that guy. I mean, you didn't have some of these players for the season. Mm -hmm. You guys are building up all this momentum of all the trash talking that, you know, Chase and Juju did against the Steelers. You guys are riding high. And you guys came out and played. You guys look flat. Like that's that's the reality. So, so hopefully the Browns learn, and maybe they'll be back in the playoffs next year. Do I think that? Well, probably not, because still, they're still probably the third best team in this division. So we will, we will see, and that's that's all I have in terms of the. Playoff winners and losers. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, Breeze is possibly gone. Uh, we got the playoff winners and losers. Uh, what do we get into next? Uh, we uh, got to talk about coaches, but also, what, wait a minute, but what, do you, what are your thoughts on this week's games? This is a good championship game. I mean, this is the Bills and their storied history and um, – against the Chiefs. They've got a storied program with the defending champs. And then you got Green Bay versus Tampa. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, some are saying that he needs to win a Super Bowl this year to at least put him at the elite quarterback, the GOAT conversation. Obviously, we know what Brady's trying to do here with, as well with winning in the NFC and the eight, 14 championship appearances. 14 of them. David, you still there? And, uh yep. He's trying to win his first NFC championship. By the way, uh, Gronkowski had been so confused, he kept calling it the AFC championship game. No, dude, you're in the NFC. Your thoughts on these two games? Sure, so starting with the AFC, I I think this is the Bills game to lose. I think even though Patrick Mahomes has been cleared with the concussion protocol, I know, and I kind of talked about it even when I saw it, it's like they're going to fast-track him through all the protocol. He's going to have... The best doctors from the neighboring 19, like half the country is coming in, specialists. I just don't know if he's going to be 100%. And I think he has to be, like, I think if Patrick Mahomes 100% can beat the bill. I think Patrick Mahomes at 75, 80%, I think the Bills have this. So I think Buffalo beats Kansas City. I think it won't. I think it would be a game in the 30s. I can see a Buffalo winning 
a 38-31 kind of game, 35-28. I don't think it's going to be 40s and 50s by a long shot. Well, the the over-under in this one is 54, so you would take the over? Yeah, I'm I'm definitely taking the over. Especially especially since the Bills can't run the football. Well, and, and I think with Buffalo, their thing is going to be predicated. Josh Allen... And I'll just say, Josh Allen is playing like the White Packs for home because he you have to account for him in the running game. The what? The, like the White Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, just the way kind of he's the gunslinger. He wow. makes kind of crazy decisions. You have I mean, to Patrick Mahomes is half white, <laughs> so I don't know. If he's playing like the White Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he's just playing like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it, I get what you're saying though, but I, yeah. but Josh Allen's always been a gunslinger though. I mean, they've actually. Um, is it McDermott's the coach at Buffalo, right? Yeah, Sean McDermott. Yeah, he kind of had to reel in Josh Allen to play a little more control. So I don't know if he's the white Patrick Mahomes. I mean, cause, you know, Mahomes is part white. So, I mean, he just he just plays like Patrick Mahomes a little bit. Keep going, though. Yeah. And so I think Buffalo comes out of the AFC and the NFC. Like, and I'll, I'll echo it. Aaron Rodgers has to win this. Like, this is... Like, and you hate to say it because broadcasters and people say that all the time, like a legacy game. But I think this year in particular, because Aaron Rodgers has been on the mission, kind of a lot of people were saying, starting at the beginning of the season, oh, what is Aaron Rodgers going to do? What is he going to look like? They have all the pieces that they need. They have the home field advantage. They know Tampa Bay is coming in hot with a Hall of Fame type quarterback in top like you have the home field. You have to play your game. And I think what makes Aaron Rodgers so great is he's gonna make sure that there's gonna be some eight minute drives, nine minute drives, six, ten minute drives that keep Tom Brady off the field. And I think that's gonna play a large factor as to why I think Green Bay wins, because they're gonna have crazy time of advantage. And I think that, and I'm just going to be honest, there's a reason why Tom Brady left New England to go to Florida. He's tired of playing in the cold, and I think a little bit of that playing in the cold gets to rely on that in terms of his experience and being able to play in these wintry conditions. But I think, and we saw, we talked about kind of with Drew Brees, kind of... It's it's supposed to be 32. Eventually he's going to get... It's supposed, supposed to be, to be 28 30. degrees at kickoff. It says 32 degrees. So it's at freezing, which is actually well, pretty mild at Green Bay late in January. And here's a couple of things for you. And I've got people saying that what I've said about Tom Brady is the worst thing they've ever heard. What? Get out of here. Get out of here. That's what you said? No, no, no. They're, they're saying that I've said Tom Brady is heavily insulated. And I, I agree with David. I think the Packers are going to win. On Sunday, yeah, well, it, the and here's, Packers here's are four, a couple of reasons they're why they're a four-point favor, or they got three in the hook. And, he, and here's why: I think because when we've had a regular season rematch in the NFC Championship, for I'm not sure how far back this goes, but the loser in the regular season has been the winner. In the championship game, both championship games are rematches of week six. Well, on the yeah, 
Well, in the NFC Championship, it seems like whatever there's a regular season rematch, the the team that lost the regular season meeting wins in the championship game. Green Bay lost in Tampa, mm-hmm. and everyone says, "Oh well, Tampa beat them thirty-eight to ten, and Aaron Rodgers played like crap." Well, Rodgers, like that ago. was yeah, exactly. That ago. was a long time ago, people. Well. Rodgers has been playing a lot better since then, and and Brady has not been playing as well. Well, I, I don't. I still and plus, I don't. Th- and plus, uh, and even David said this too. I think both these teams are going to run the ball, and I think Green Bay is better at running the football all than the Bucks are. True. Now I will say this. I think the greatest quarterback. Of all time, just on talent, I think he have to give the edge to Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about arm talent, intellectual IQ, scrambling ability, because he can he can extend the play. He's not a scrambler, scrambler like a Lamar Jackson, but he can extend that pocket and move in the pocket and extend the play, which you know defenses hate it when you extend the play. I think the greatest winning quarterback is Brady, um, but talent, I think. Aaron Rodgers is a better talented quarterback than Brady. That's just my thing. And you got to be real careful when you start saying the GOAT goat comparison based on winning. Because there's a lot of guys that just go to a great – like I said, Tom Brady went to a great situation in New England, and he's getting a lot of wins. Aaron Rodgers, talented, but let's face it, Green Bay don't really surround him with a lot of great receivers. Uh, The one Super Bowl he won, they had a really stout defense, which, by the way, Ted Thompson built that team. Rest in peace. He just passed away. Um, But but then in other years, though, they just didn't give him nothing or they let the defense age out. And, you know, he's not it's hard to win. Think about it. Football is not like basketball where you, you, you can control both sides of the ball. If you're on offense, you're on offense. So if your defense sucks and you're trying as much as you can to score points, but if you don't score enough points in a gunfight, you're just not going to win. So. I to me, this game I think it helps Rodgers a little bit, but if Tom Brady wins, I still gonna think at the end of the day the more talented quarterback by just talent, not win loss record, is Aaron Rodgers over Brady. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from, and I'm real. I can't dispute it, but I do I do believe that Rodgers has to get another Super Bowl to put him with. The elite, right? You need two Super Bowls. Like yes. for instance, put I don't think anybody put him at the put him at the same table as a Manning. Would you debate that Eli Manning's better than Rodgers? Because that, that's almost that no. same draft class, almost except he was a year later. Exactly. But people no. will be like, "Well, Manning's got two championships." Yeah, but he was kind of a subpar quarterback most of his career. Yeah, and the, and when crazy. the and when the Giants made the playoffs. When Eli Manning was there, year. it was feast or famine. Right, I, they barely made the. They playoffs. would either win the. They'd either win the Super Bowl or they'd get bounced in the first in their first game playing. David, what you think? Yeah, I, I was echoing kind of that similar statement. Kind of thinking about like you can't compare Rodgers to Eli Manning. Like if you're starting a team, kind of in their prime, a lot of, everyone would take. Aaron Rodgers over Eli Manning. I think kind of when we get we get into the kind of the situation that the quarterback position is so predicated on how many rings have you won, how many rings, like championships, as though that's the standard. And we always kind of categorize, 
oh, these are the greatest quarterbacks that never win a Super Bowl. These are the ones that have only won one. And then we dissect, break down, try to figure out and analyze why. I just think Aaron Rodgers, right now, I would I still think Aaron Rodgers top three quarterback in this league right now. If you're building a team with an Aaron Rodgers, you're – your team is going to go far. It's just he needs to finally get over the top, finally get back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah I think this year is a perfect time for it. But but also on the same on the kind of on the same side. Let's say that let's say Tampa Bay does win and they get the Super Bowl and for the sake of argument let's say that that they win and Brady gets his 7th. Do you put I think that would put him in his own stratosphere, at least in terms of NFL players. But also, I think it puts him in the at the same table as greatest athlete in all of sports. Sat with his seventh championship, you probably put him in the same at the same table as uh, as the Williams sisters or Michael Phelps, people and people like that. What do you What do you guys think? Yeah, I guess I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, as for as for who I'm going with to win, I'm go- obviously going with. I said I'm going Packers to win the NFC. Since Mahomes is back, I'm I'm going with the Chiefs to win. Just wow. I just see it. Just seems like they're a well rematch of the first Super Bowl, the first two Super Bowls. Yeah, I just think we're gonna see the Chiefs are just a well-oiled machine and. I mean, it has been a lot of next man up. Now, if if Mahomes was not playing and Chad Henney was starting, I probably would have went with the Bills in this one. But with Mahomes back, I could give it the fact that Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have shown that they're not scared to go for it and on fourth and short in a key situation. Unlike the Browns, who basically did a surrender punt and never got the ball back. I think the, I think we're gonna see the State Farm Super Bowl because both Rogers and Mahomes have, and in their various State Farm commercials, discount double check. <laughs> yeah, call the discount double check Super Bowl. So what we're gonna do here, David? We're wrapping up your segment. When we come back, we we'll talk about coaching hires. A lot of coaching yep, and, hires. And the same old story in the Motor City, but. Yeah, David, let me show you my shocked face. But a lot of fans love this hire, but we'll talk about that. Get your insight on the Lions. Get the insight of David with his, as you like to call, pet team, the Jaguars. <laughs> Which I might make my pet team uh-huh. since Uncle Urban is there. <laughs> All right, we'll take a quick commercial break. You'll listen to 88.3 WGTs. After further review, we'll be back after this.